Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 251 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about college football. There is so much college football to talk about. We're going to talk about Melanie and Perry's recent trip to College Station. And we're going to talk about my upcoming trip to Texas that'll be happening later this week. So all kinds of fun in store. We would love for you to stop by our Amazon shop if you get a chance. It's where we put so many of the things that we love and love to use. That's at amazon.com slash shop slash big boo. And we would be oh so honored if you would leave us a review on the podcast app of your choosing. As always, we are so glad that you're here with us and we hope you enjoy episode 251. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And Melanie did, in fact, survive the game between the Texas A&M Aggies and (laughs) and Colorado. Just barely. Just (laughs) barely. Well, I don't have my phone, but there was at one point, there was one point where you texted me and said something along the lines that you were dead. Like it was something, I can't remember your exact words, but I remember it was all caps. um, And, and I'm going to tell you, I was in it with you. I mean, I was really, we employed all the same strategies for your game that we would employ for a Mississippi State game, which is when things start going, like if they start to turn in a good direction, everybody has to stay in the same place. Like nobody can leave the room. we, We did all those things. Yeah, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate that. I appreciated your commitment. I appreciated when you told me that David came in and sat down and stayed there because we started doing well. He did. You know? He really did. Mm-hmm. And which, I, But I am going to tell you that that it it started bad when Haynes King went down and you realized like, oh, he's out, you know, and and it's just that thing of like, you're like, okay, so now we've got our backup quarterback in who was not prepared or had any idea he was going to end up in this game. I felt so sorry for him. I felt, because I, listen, it's not often that I feel like I've been able to see this or that I've been able to say this, but there was terror Uh in his eyes. Like he looked 100% absolutely terrified. I mean, and there there were times where I was like, just don't snap the ball. Y'all, he's not ready. Don't snap it. He's not ready. Like he just... But I can only imagine how overwhelming that was. Oh, I mean, and you come in and listen, have you ever seen anybody be coached up the way Jimbo was coaching him up? I mean, oh. it was like a full TED talk every time he came off the, listen, the field. Listen, it was, I mean, he had that hand on his shoulder and there yep. was instruction happening. He was asking him questions. He was, yep. he was reviewing some things. Uh-huh. And it, it really was. I mean, it was it was some personalized coaching that um, you really I don't I don't know that you can experience unless you're in that sort of situation. 
Yeah, it was it was something. So it started then. I felt like our defense the first half was just, I was like, what are we doing? I felt like we were thrown off. I felt like the altitude totally had us suck and win. Okay. You know? So, because you could tell, I was like, in, you know, Colorado's used to the altitude. We are not. Um, so it's like I had gone from the high of watching Oregon beat Ohio State. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> To the low of, I was like, oh, pride goes before a fall because here we are mm-hmm. and we're struggling. Like this was, I was not expecting that game. Now, I will say Gully said, Will, her son said, the Colorado game is a trap game. Okay. And, and Billy Luigi, who's Tex Ags, my Tex Ags guy, he was like, this Colorado game could be a trap game because they were gunning for us. Well, and how many times did we hear the name Christian Gonzalez? More than I ever want to hear again. <laughs> Who plays defense for Colorado and and had to have had the game of his life? Like he was everywhere. He was yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. in on every defensive play. It felt like his name just kept coming up over and over and over. And you know when the announcers start saying, "And guess who? Christian Gonzalez." Like yeah. it was, I, I, it was the it was a game where kind of like State's game the week before. Of course you want to win. You want to win with everything you have. But mm-hmm. but you do have just your humanity goes, golly, y'all stayed in it for a really long time to lose. They did. They did. And I, my humanity didn't care about that. I was so relieved. <laughs> I was so relieved. I felt like I was making bargains with God. That I was like, I don't care if we don't stay number five, if we can just win this game. Like, I'm going to worry right, about is our it, is, it, is a plane there's, going over here? Good gracious. I'm here to tell you. What is happening? I don't know. But Wow, that was aggressive. It was aggressive. I, it, but, but yeah, I was, but I will say that I caduced to our defense because yeah. they stepped up. I mean, like, and I felt like the thing that here are a couple of takeaways from the game. Okay. Me. Our defense totally stepped up in the second half. They came out and they were on fire. I don't think Colorado, I'm not sure that they got a first. I think they got one first down the entire second half. Right. Right. Which was very similar to our first half. <laughs> they, yeah. um, they totally stepped up. I love the way they rallied around Calzada. Our back. Like and, they and were, I they agree. were rooting for him. Mm-hmm. They were, they were helping him out. Like when he was missing them, they were going back and saying, Hey, um, and everything I've read says he throws harder and faster than King. So I think that that's a huge adjustment for the receivers too, sure. you know, like, um, but we pulled it out. And at the end of the day, a win is a win. hundred um, percent. I mean, as Notre Dame fans know, so. Oh. Uh, also Jacksonville state fans know yes, that a win is yeah. a win. Yeah. A win is a win when you get it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we dodged a bullet. Hopefully we have a week to regroup and, you know, get our get our guy ready. Because from my understanding is the rumor mill is that Haynes King is going to be out for a while. Oh. Um, so it's a, I, mean, I don't know this. This is not credible information necessarily, but the rumors are that he's going to be out about four to six weeks. Oh, no. So, yeah. So it sounds like a fracture. And so I don't know this. This is not, Jimbo has not <laughs> called me. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm just right. saying this is what message boards are saying. 
Um, he's still on our depth chart for this week, but I kind of think yeah. Calzada is going to be our guy for a while. Yeah. Well, I feel like you could, you could see how the guys were trying to rally around him and behind him uh-huh. on the touchdown that wasn't, you know, where, they, yeah. where uh-huh. it, it looked like he scored. And then when they ran it back, it was like, oh, he lost control of the ball before he went over the goal line. Yes. But, but I think if there was a positive in that situation, just the enthusiasm of his teammates, you know, just, I don't yeah. know, but I felt like even when you saw him on the sideline after that, he looked like somebody who had, had not scored and knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He looked yeah. a little stunned. So to, to yeah. come back like that was yeah pretty impressive. Yeah. He showed grit. I mean, if I were going to give him a pep talk, I'm going to say, here's, <laughs> here's what I learned. They pulled out a really tough win where that's nothing right. went our way. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I mean, like that's when, when they showed that replay on that touchdown and he had fumbled it at the one inch line, I really thought, well, my soul has left my body like this. <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm you done. actually said to me on that text was after the game, you said I'm 107 years old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've lived a hundred lives in the span it's so of this hard. game. That I thought there again was going to be a relaxing yeah. Yeah. kind of, this won't be a stressful game. Um, but, you know, we pulled it out. And I think to pull out a road win against an opponent who was ready to play you yeah. is, you know, I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah. So. Hey, y'all. It's me. So happy to be here to talk about June's journey. I have loved hidden object games for a long time, but I have never enjoyed a hidden object game as much as I do June's journey. It has the hidden object element, which is great. And it also has a mystery element. It has the most gorgeous graphics and it gives me the ability to develop and decorate my own island, which I had no idea I would enjoy. But as it turns out, I do. June's Journey is a thrilling adventure set in the heart of the Roaring Twenties, and you play as June Parker, who is an amateur detective investigating the mysterious death of her sister. This free-to-download game puts your memory skills, your logic, and your powers of observation to the test, and I have found that it is such an enjoyable way to wind down at the end of the day. There's so much that I love about this game. I mean, I am on level 168, so clearly it has captured my interest. And I think one reason why I was so initially intrigued is because the hidden object scenes are beautiful. And there's always an interesting story that ties everything together and makes me want to keep playing. I've been completely surprised by how much I like to earn coins and develop the island where June lives. And I have been so unexpectedly obsessed with making the island walkable and wanting the layout to make sense. I've kind of wondered if I miss my calling as some kind of city planner. Playing June's Journey is a way to build some fun into every single day. And because the storylines are always changing, I am consistently interested in June as well as her journey. So join 30 million fans across the globe and me and awaken your inner detective with June's Journey. It's free to download on your phone or tablet. It's endless hours of fun with thousands of intricate scenes and new chapters every week. I cannot recommend it enough. And I can't wait to hear about more of you who jump on board with June's Journey. Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I I will say that what I alternated your game with was something that we talked about last week, which was the Sahawk game. Yes. Between Iowa and Iowa State. Yes. I was I was tuned in and ready even for the beginning of that game. 
I will say yeah. Iowa State Stadium, super impressive. Alex was mm-hmm. watching with me, and we were like, well, they're in one building and leaving to go into another building before they walk. I mean, there was a whole, like, elaborate deal before they actually, you know, ran out onto the field. But yeah. that was super fun. I, I was confused by the, co- the, not the costumes, the uniforms, yeah. because the colors, I don't know. Iowa State wore black jerseys, which confused me because that's not their color. But I know sometimes state yeah. wears different. So that was, that threw me off a little bit. Um, and one of my favorite things was somebody had a t-shirt on, a, an Iowa State fan had on a t-shirt that said College Ames Day, which I thought was clever. Since they're uh-huh. they're in Ames, Iowa, I thought that was and I listen. I don't even know if I knew that a year ago, um, but alas, it was not Iowa State's day. It was Iowa's no. day, and um, yes. you know, but there was enthusiasm. There was, and I understand yeah. now that the rivalry happens early because they're in different conferences, so they can't yes. they can't be at the end of the year. And I just had never put that together, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was, I of course didn't really watch any of that game because I was busy sweating out my A&M game. Right. Um, and, and you know how that goes. You can't, I can't change the channel. Oh, I no. did do a clothing change at halftime. I changed. I respect it. Yeah. Because I, mm-hmm. It felt like that needed to happen. So, but um, yeah, so it was, uh, I did not see any of it, but you know, I'm happy for Iowa for pulling out that win. I think that they've won pretty much the last however many meetings. Is that correct? They've won a lot lately. Yeah, they've won a lot. But, you know, I I always I'm always going to feel for the state school in an in-state rivalry. Now, I know they're both state schools, but for the ag school, I guess just to say in an in-state rivalry. So anyway, but I appreciated the enthusiasm. I thought the environment looked great. Uh It was not Iowa State's day. Now, Mississippi State played North Carolina State. Yeah. Which we were delighted to play them because, as you know, we have a kind of a shared history now based on things that happened during the College World Series where Uh Vanderbilt was a little bit of our shared rival. And I don't know. I mean, we didn't have a great night offensively, but defensively we we played really well. So that was good to see. And you know, just always, again, good to get a win. And, and we ran back the opening kickoff, which it's been a, a minute since I've seen us do that. And that was exciting. Uh, that I feel like that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always real glad to see that happen. I felt like we were trying desperately to make that happen during our game. But I'm going to tell you to me, in my opinion, who the real winners of the weekend were. Oh, I know who you're going to say the real winners of the weekend were. And it starts with an A and it ends with an S. Uh Yes, it does. Uh I'm going to say that Arkansas, you did more than I could have asked or imagined (laughs) on Saturday night. You were Ephesians 3.20. You were Ephesians 3.20 in my life. life. Mm -hmm. You really were because... I I didn't really know what to expect. I felt like the day, I felt like Ohio State getting beat by Oregon had already felt I don't like know if gift. she's mentioned that yet or not, that yeah. Ohio State got mentioned, got beat Ohio. by Oregon. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got beat by Oregon. Um, I felt like that felt like a gift. And then, and, and Gully texted me and she said, if we lose to Colorado and then I have to cheer for Arkansas later tonight, that is going to feel like a bridge too far. That's, That's too much for me to have to do. But I'm going to tell you that Arkansas, you delighted me. Mm. You didn't do it halfway. I felt like you said, you want to come to the SEC? Mm -hmm. Come on, Mm -hmm. Longhorns. It made me 
so happy because it wasn't a close game. It, it wasn't was anywhere near a close game. It, it was, was just a good old fashioned butt kicking. And it didn't, I'm going to say I didn't hate it. Well, did you see the video I sent you that somebody sent me of the Arkansas fans screaming SEC, SEC at the yes. end of the game? Yeah. That was a significant troll, I felt like, in the in yeah. the middle of what all is, is going on. But, I mean, it was it was not pretty. Uh-uh. It was um, it was it was not a close game. It was nope. it was a very decisive victory. It was. And I mean, I feel I feel like, too, you stormed the field on game two. You, yeah, you feel like you've you've accomplished something. Yeah, you're. I felt like Arkansas was basically every SEC team. You know, like they really. I have to say, they really pulled pulled it out for us, for all of us. I felt like just to say, okay, you want to do this? Here you go. This is what this is going to look like week in and week out. And Arkansas's defense, I will say, was all over that mm-hmm. field. It. Just so far this year, I feel like y'all's defense, Arkansas's defense, Georgia's defense, Alabama's defense, like it's feeling a little bit like, I don't know, 1997 in terms of just the intensity of the defensive series. Uh So that was impressive. That that, They looked like a complete team for sure. Yeah, they did. So I felt like that was a great way to cap off Saturday night with, with that situation. Hey, it's me taking a quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is so busy as we all get back in the swing of things, but HelloFresh recipes save time that you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping so you can get back to what matters, like driving carpool and picking up your kids from soccer practice. HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. And isn't that what we all want? And even better, the fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. You can count on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls and Friendsgiving-ready sides, as well as fresh, high-quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. HelloFresh also offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. You can change your delivery day, your food preferences, and your plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. Now that it's just the two of us, Perry and I are absolutely going to rely on HelloFresh because I don't want a meal plan. I don't want to have to figure out what to cook for just the two of us. I don't want to deal with the food math required to figure out how to cook for two people, and I don't want to have to come up with new things to cook. HelloFresh is the perfect solution, and I love that there are so many healthy, delicious items. Go to HelloFresh.com BigBoo14 and use code BigBoo14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com BigBoo14 and use code BigBoo14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. You'll soon see why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. The other thing that happened that I thought was memorable was what happened at the Miami game. Well, that was my, that's my other one for that was the play of the week. I mean, let's be honest. So if you did not see, and I'll link to it, but there was a cat that was in the, in the stadium at the Miami game. Yes. And somehow got like up on the ledge and was literally hanging by a paw. Yes. And, Everybody in the immediate vicinity of that cat was invested because uh-huh. people had had stretched out American flags. They had stretched out blankets, like all ready yeah. to, to catch the cat. 
and and finally the cat in in some panic like let go and yeah people did in fact catch the cat and then a man as our friend joel said a man tried to lift the cat up like simba yeah and the cat scratched his arm to death yeah. but and apparently peed all over him too yeah yeah i read a little something about that and so yeah. <laughs> but the cat had to be terrified i don't I don't know what the cat was doing in the stadium, but that would be quite a children's book if anybody would like to write it. You know, it like, really would be. Uh-huh. And they, they and they saved. And I thought, you know, that they saved the cat. The American flag was yeah. the thing that caught the cat, and it yes. just it felt like the perfect. And I was like, this is why I love college football yes. because and the way everybody cheered when it yes. happened and the pure joy and elation. I was like, this is this is why we need college football, because it brings us together yes. when so much wants to divide us. It brings us together because in that moment, we could all cheer for that cat That's and that right. man that held that cat up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we understand, Manny Diaz, that you're trying to coach a football game. But what you don't understand is there's a cat up there in the rafters. And if you could just give us all a second. Yeah. We had to take care of that. We needed to deal with, with that. But that was, I feel like that was something else. I mean, that... I didn't see that until late Saturday night. And I was like, well, my goodness, I can't imagine if I had seen this live. That would have been really something. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. I mean, so exciting. So now somebody on on Instagram had a brilliant suggestion. And uh her suggestion was that during football season, at least, we need to to make some time for Melanie Shankle's side eyes of the week. Um, Yeah. Could be one side eye. It could be multiple side eyes. But I even think I may need to find some music for it. Well, I'm going to tell you that I got something. Hold, please, because you're about to be real happy. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my side eyes of the week. Let me remind you that one of them last week was Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say that turned out to be correct. Right. Uh, I'm going to tell you that this week I have have a couple of, Uh of, uh, of side eyes. Number one, the Oklahoma Sooners ranked at number three. something I bought myself on Amazon. I'm I'm so tickled I may not recover. (laughs) Okay. But listen, I'm invested in the explanation. I just, but I can't wait for the second one to hear you, whatever that is, to hear it again. I just think Oklahoma shouldn't be number three. I think that they barely beat Tulane. We don't know what else they have. I need to see them. Like, why don't we drop them a little bit before they play somebody is what I'm going to say. Yeah. My other side eye of the week are the Clemson Tigers ranked at number six with one loss. Okay. (laughs) That's my other one. (laughs) We will spend the rest of this podcast episode with Melanie giving side eyes. So, <laughs> oh gosh okay let's hear let's hear your thoughts on Clemson I just think I mean Clemson has one loss why are yeah. you putting a one loss and I get that it was to Georgia but at this point in the season you have teams that are unbeaten and they lost to Georgia and they don't really play anybody else the rest of the season so like why are we putting them at number six like they haven't right. shown that they should be number six 
I just feel like you have, at this point, if you have a loss, I don't think you should be ahead of teams that don't have a loss. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. Well, I didn't realize until we played them this past weekend that North Carolina State is picked to be the second best team in the ACC. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And listen, I, I, I can't make a judgment on North Carolina State based on what I saw this past weekend. But we didn't have any trouble, is what I'll say. You know, yeah, we didn't have that's any what trouble. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So, and then I'm going to tell you that my third side of the week, Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. You yeah. barely beat Toledo. Uh-huh. To your great fortune, it was on the Peacock Network, so nobody right. saw it. But just because it happened on Peacock doesn't mean we don't know about it. And we didn't see that you almost got by beat by Toledo, and now all of a sudden beating Florida State, who lost to Jacksonville State, does not look nearly as good as it did last right. week. Yeah. So, I, I, And I feel like I stayed – I mean, I wasn't watching the Notre Dame game, but I was aware of that score kind of all the way through. We texted a little bit about that, uh, uh-huh. about the Toledo factor towards the end, but, but still number 12. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, still number 12. And then I will say my fourth side eye of the week, because I believe in fairness <laughs> – is to my very own beloved Texas A&M Aggies, okay. who I'm not going to boo because sure. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just, I'm side-eyeing them. I I feel a little bit more generous about it than I did on Saturday mm-hmm. because I've had time to reflect about all the things that were thrown our way. But mm-hmm. I'm still side-eyeing them because I'm like, we've got a lot to prove. And my only thing about not getting a lot of joy out of, well, that's not true. I got a lot of joy about Arkansas beating the Longhorns. But I'm very aware that we have to play them in two weeks. Sure. Yeah. And as you know, that is the game that I hate. Oh, I hate playing Arkansas. I hate playing them in anything. I hate playing them in football. I hate playing them in Mm -hmm. basketball. I hate playing them in baseball. I don't want to play them in checkers. Like, I just, I I don't like playing Arkansas. It just, it's always just an anxiety riddled, like miserable. (laughs) Yeah. Stressful. Stressful. Oh, sweet yeah. mercy. If there's ever a reason to get out your vacuum when you're watching a college football game, it is when you play Arkansas. And so, yeah. you know, where I where I can hold Arkansas in my, like in a, a safe space in my heart, and I do, is from the game against Ole Miss several years ago when they made a first down on fourth and 25. Yes. So, <laughs> See? But I know right where I was. I was in Superior Grill. I know right, and I, I know what table I was sitting in. I know that David had to ask me maybe just to be a little bit more quiet. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and my only thing is, is I thank goodness we play them. They just announced that game time is at two thirty, and okay. I feel like I'm much more equipped for a two thirty game because if I have to live out that whole game and then try to go to bed after <laughs> it's over, right. I just, I'm too keyed up. So mm-hmm. I'm like, at least there's that. But I'm like, Aggies, we're going to need, um, if we want to hold on to that top 10 ranking, we're going to need, now our defense, solid. But we're going to need to not come out flat and we're going to need to be ready because this is, you know, we're in the big leagues now. That's right. That's right. Hey, it's me. And this episode of the Big Boo Cast is brought to you by Biddy Baby from American Girl. Every child loves to play pretend, and parents know the stories children act out help shape the person they grow to be. One of the things I miss the most about having a little kid is hearing Caroline play with her dolls and mimic the things she'd heard me say to her a million times. It just kind of felt like confirmation that I was doing a good job as a mom and Caroline was learning what it meant to nurture something and to care for something. It's so important to provide your little ones with toys that foster those nurturing traits of love and kindness and care. 
Bitty Babies are the best way to introduce your little one to the world of American Girl. They are honestly one of the most lifelike dolls I've ever seen. Every detail is just perfect. You can get a doll that's their coloring, that looks like them, and they are such a great way to give young kids a fun way to learn how to nurture something. These dolls and these lessons are meant to last. This year, Bitty Baby is getting a whole new look with new designs and colors, plus matching clothes for girls so she can coordinate her look. And you'll find all the modern accessories and real wood furniture needed to support the story moments that your child explores to enrich her creativity along the way. I highly recommend the stroller because there is nothing Caroline used to like more than to push a stroller around. From feeding and dressing and playing with their baby to taking them on the go and soothing them to sleep after a long day of play, from daily activities to special holiday celebrations, Bitty Baby gives her so many moments to enjoy that will inspire kindness for a lifetime. Teach her that kindness is the ultimate gift with Bitty Baby. You can get an exclusive one-time offer of 15% off your order of Bitty Baby products with promo code BIGBOO at AmericanGirl.com. That's AmericanGirl.com, promo code BIGBOO. Exclusions include 18-inch dolls, Courtney Arcade, and Bitty Baby Furniture. See AmericanGirl.com slash BBPodcast for details. All right, so in other news, you made a little trip at the end of last week. We did. Yes, we made our little road trip. So um, I had decided it had been two weeks since I had seen my child. And I mm-hmm. think two weeks is about the amount of time that I can allow to go by. That's right. For right now, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, it felt good. And she's her, the way her Thursday schedule lines up, she's got a nice long break between morning classes and afternoon classes. So Perry and I, we actually drove up in separate cars because I was going to stay and he was just going to drive up for lunch. And so we drove up. Um, I was so glad we did because number one, she was exhausted and mm. we had to give her a lot of lectures on that. You got to sleep. Okay. Um, and Some then pep talks about sleep. I'm betting a couple of, couple of pep talks about mm-hmm. sleep and how you can't do anything without sleep. Your body needs sleep to function. Um, and she had a horrible cough. Like she's mm. had this cold and she had just had a, she'd had a negative COVID test like two days before. So we knew it wasn't COVID, but it was just, it's all that stuff that's going around, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was so glad because we were not able to get her into a clinic because everything's so packed, but we were able to uh, get her a telemedicine appointment the next day. And so she was able to talk to somebody and she was able to get steroids and an antibiotic. And so I was glad that I was there, but it was funny because on Thursday night, um, so we had taken her to lunch. We had the best time. She's loving it. Like she's so happy. She loves her, she's made some great friends. She's found some good like church stuff to do. She love it. She loves her classes. Like she was telling us all the stuff that she's learned. Like everything was really good. Um, Would she be able to to butcher those chicken wings I got at this point? Would she be? Com- I, think she, uh-huh. I think she could. Yeah, I think she could. Mm-hmm. She told us a lot about. I learned a lot about wool. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. Um, about what constitutes how you can tell a good wool from a bad wool. Um, she has. She's had her Texas barbecue class. Um, which I'm going to have to do a whole post on at some point. But like, I mean, she had gone in and they had pulled pork sandwiches and uh, Dr. Sable's wife, Jackie, had made coleslaw. Uh, and so she, they eat every Friday, like they get to try all kinds of different Texas barbecue. That is delightful. Yeah. And so she was so happy. And so she's doing great. But she, um, anyway, just wasn't feeling good. And so that night we tried to try to try to get her into an urgent care and they're like we can't see you till Saturday and she kind of got teary and she was like I just want to feel better like I just want to get to the doctor and I was mm-hmm. like okay we'll figure something out like she's like I'm so tired of coughing 
And so we were kind of doing all that. So we had a little bit of a meltdown, but we drove through Chick-fil-A to like get her Chick-fil-A. And so when I dropped her off at that dorm that night, she just had like her, her dirty Kleenex that she'd been blowing her nose in yes. were in my car. There were Chick-fil-A crumbs everywhere. And there was like and her milkshake and she started to stuff her dirty Kleenex into the milkshake to like throw it all away. And then she stopped halfway through and she goes, oh, did you want the rest of my milkshake? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm good. I'm so good. It's fine. I, you know, I'm going to pass this one time. I'm just, <laughs> But um, I thought, it's fine. my life has been so clean for the last mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, there, isn't that it's, a metaphor in there, though? Yeah. Golly, that's a metaphor. <laughs> Golly. It's like greasy chicken, uh-huh. everything. Um, but anyway, she was really good. And even Friday when I went to leave, I said, do you want to, I said, I'll drive you home. I said, do you want to come home for the weekend and I'll drive you back? Like, just so you can rest. And she was like, you know, I love my dorm room. I'm comfortable. I kind of just want to stay here. Like, I'm real happy. I'm going to get some laundry done. I'm going to study. And I was like, you know what? That's great. Like, I just, I can't think of anything I'd rather see than like, she just is loving where she is. So I love it. it was all really good. Yay, Caroline. I know. Hey, it's me taking a break to tell you about Rothy's. It's 2021 and with the year we're having, nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes and that's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. What makes Rothy's so good? Their unique seamless design is insanely comfortable the moment you put them on. Start fall off on the right foot with comfortable bestsellers like flats, loafers, and sneakers from Rothy's. I have the flats and green Botanic camo. They are the perfect transitional shoe for fall. I was so hesitant to get a flat because I rarely find a flat that fits comfortably and actually looks cute and they make my feet super hot, but I couldn't believe how comfortable they were even after walking all over creation in the heat and humidity. Plus, I get so many compliments on my cute shoes, which is another major bonus. Plus, Rothy's are fully machine washable. Simply toss them in the washing machine whenever they need a refresh. And Rothy's has a newly launched men's shoe intentionally designed with an artisanal level of detail and created with nearly zero waste. Rothy's men's shoes are durable, washable, and better for the planet. Plus, rigorous testing during R&D results in a perfect fit, wash after wash. Step up your fall wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash bigboo to find your new favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bigboo. Oh, now, did y'all have football? Y'all had we football had, we Thursday had, night. Yes, we had football Thursday night. We won. We're 4-0, which is fun for a senior season to be 4-0 at this point. Yeah. And uh, But then it made Friday night super weird because we'd had our game yeah. on Thursday night. There's a thing right now where every Birmingham school has to schedule at least one Thursday night game. And so three different schools have picked us to be their Thursday night game. Oh, that's weird. So um, anyway, so we played um, Woodlawn this past Thursday night. And it was, listen, the weather was spectacular. It, by the time it was kickoff, it was right around 75 degrees and it just, there was a breeze and it just got cooler and cooler as the night went on. Like it was, it was just a delightful night oh, to, to sit outside that. and watch the, the kids play. So, um, and, and, and I'm very aware, I feel like this year, especially with the guys in Alex's grade, you know, that there's just a, a finite number of times to get to watch them play together. Yeah. So... We did that, and I'm going to tell you, like, the weekends are probably my strangest adjustment after not going back to school this year. Okay. Because okay. I, I said it to David last night, like, I 
like I'm so accustomed to, I mean, you know, there would always be like a weekend where maybe it was Saturday and we go to a football game or there would be something going on. But for me, a lot of times, most times the weekend was me trying to catch up on this side of my life, like podcast writing side of my life, especially when I was working on a book weekend was writing time, Yeah, you know, and so by the time with the football game on Thursday night, by the time Sunday morning came around, I think I got up at like 615 ready to get ready for church. Like it's time to go out and yeah. see the people, you know? <laughs> yes. I don't know, but it, it was, a, it was a great weekend. It's just, I really watched, I watched football all day Saturday. Yeah. And it's been some years since that's been what my Saturdays have looked like. So it was fun. It was good. And so I will miss this week's game because I'm I'm flying to you on Thursday and they the yes, and the game is Thursday night. But we knew that a long time ago and I cleared that with Alex a long time ago. So okay. it should be fine. Okay. okay. And, and and when I get to you, we are gonna get our picture made together for the first time ever. Like really. Yeah. In, in terms yeah. of like a, a like a real kind of I don't know, like what do you call it? Like a headshot with the two of us in it. Portrait? Is it a portrait? <laughs> We're going Perhaps. to Owen Mills. It's going to be me looking straight ahead and your profile up at the top. That's right. My silhouette. <laughs> I did on Saturday when I was watching football. I was trying. I was like, what do you like when people who are in business together or they have a podcast together? Like, what do their yeah. pictures look like? And there were so many where I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. No, no, uh, no we can't do that. So... Uh -huh. But we need to do it. We, there, we've had several occasions lately where people have said, do y'all have a picture? And we either say, well, we have this snapshot somebody took of us in 2011 exactly. um, where we're 10 years younger, which is fine by me. Or they have to use our individual pictures and somehow make them look like we got them made at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, it's we have not had anything. We're not even good about taking pictures together just when we're together doing. No, stuff. we're not. Like, we're terrible at that. Yeah. So yeah. that has led to uh, many talks about wardrobe and what are we going to wear and mm -hmm. how's that going to go. So we're going to try to get all that straightened out before I get to San Antonio. Yeah. And get it coordinated because you can't, you don't want it to look too, like you don't want to look like we're opening up a law firm together the way my <laughs> engagement photo looks. That's right. You know, welcome to Hudson and Shankle <laughs> Law Firm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We're here for, but then we're not really, cause I'm like, we could be, but we aren't really, neither of our personalities, we aren't like wacky. You know no. what I mean? So like, we don't need to do it where we're like, where I'm pushing you on a swing or something. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> well, now we totally have to do a picture where you're pushing me on a swing. Everything I think of in my head is like favorites pictures from high school. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like yes. we're I like, I'm, I'm holding a pole leaning one way and you're leaning the other yeah. way. But I don't know. I'm sitting on the counter eating an ice cream cone and, yeah. and you're acting like you're scooping it. Like, it's just, I don't know. So it'll, it'll be great, but we've just, we got to get that squared away. Yeah. We got to figure that out. I know I need to look through my closet it's kind of that time anyway, because it's like, there's a lot of summer stuff I need to put up. It's that time of year where I start to really transition everything, because even though it's still hot here, like there's stuff that's too summery for me to wear yeah. at this point. So that may be my project tomorrow. Yeah. Also, I wanted to make sure to mention, and I, I said this on Instagram yesterday, 
But last week, one of your five favorites was that aromatech Santal. Is it Santal? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? I, that's how I say it. I don't okay. know if that's the way to say it. It's an essential oil. And so mm-hmm. I ordered it when you were talking about it last week. And it came in. And let me just say something. That <laughs> stuff is fantastic. I have it diffusing right now in the kitchen. Like, it smells so good. And, and, and David... Even after I started to diffuse it, he walked in. He was like, man, it smells good in here, mm-hmm. which should tell you something about the scent. Like yeah. it's it's masculine enough and it has some depth to it, but it's clean. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. It is so good. So kudos to you on paying attention to the social media world and finding that because it is delightful. It's good. And it feels so fallish. Doesn't, yes. it? doesn't it feel like such a good like fall scent? Yes. I uh, thought this morning, I thought this, I'm going to associate this smell with the beginning of fall for a long time. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's so good. And it really does just take a couple of drops in your yeah. diffuser. And it's, it la- I mean, it's, it's so good. I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Okay. I'm so glad. I also wanted to mention we still are doing a live show. I mean, I don't know why I said still. We're doing a live still. show. <laughs> We're doing a live show about 30 miles south of Franklin, Tennessee, in Columbia on October 16th. So we yes, would love we to are. see y'all there. If, yep. If you're around the area. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of tickets left. So if you're kind of sitting and making your plans, you might want to kind of get on it because I think they're going to go. And we don't, at this point, we don't have another one planned. No, we do not. So we would do another one. We just don't have it planned. Right. That's exactly right. Okay. Are you ready for five favorites? Oh, I'm always ready. Yes. Okay. Here's my first one is along the lines of the good smelling essential oil. Uh-huh. As as y'all know, Melanie has been a proponent of the Pickwick and Company um, tobacco. What are the three things? Tobacco, something in woods. Tobacco, leather, and woods. Tobacco, leather, and woods. Yes. Melanie has loved that candle. Well, after I got uh-huh. that candle, after Melanie fell in love with that candle, David also loves that candle. Because it's like a whole, he has a whole sensory memory of something that smelled like that at this record store where we, (laughs) like where we used to shop when we were growing up. And so he Uh even calls it like the name of that store. It's that store's candle, even though it really wasn't. So he has been very faithful to reorder those candles because he keeps one in our bedroom, which is where he's kind of got his office set up or has had it set up for the last 18 months. And so there are a lot of days when I would come home from school and I would smell that candle burning. Like it's just, he loves it. So Mm -hmm. he ordered some a couple of weeks ago, but he also ordered another candle that caught his eye. And when I got home one day last week and smelled it, I was like, oh, it is called Mahomes for the Holidays because Pickwick and Company is in Kansas City. So it's named for Patrick oh. Mahomes. Well, I, I know that. I know. So it's Mahomes for the Holidays. But the, the I was about to say the flavor, but the scent is described as Fraser fur and old world leather. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> I'm ordering it right now. Let me tell you something. It is the most interesting 
smell and you do get the Frasier fur, but you, mm-hmm. but it, listen, it's a Christmas tree in an, in like a house that has, has some, some vintage leather furniture in it. It is, it is such a great smell and mm. it, it, it will blend beautifully with the, the, the new essential oil that I've gotten, but it is, it's just a great take on a Christmas candle. And I really okay. start thinking about my Christmas candles this time of year. So yeah, well, it's time because I mean, you, once you get to Thanksgiving, that's what you're going to start burning. That's exactly right. So yeah. anyway, my home's for the holidays, and okay, and you I'm know, ordering. the combination really of football with a candle, get it, with football yeah. and a candle and old world leather, I feel like is a. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and mix all the metaphors. That's a home run. Yeah. Um, all right. The second thing is a show on Hulu. Several people have recommended, several people have recommended it, but people have, and I just like, I had not taken time to, to watch it, but the show is called only murders in the building. It's on Hulu. It's with Steve Martin and Martin short and Selena Gomez. And it is delightful. It's so interesting because there's a mystery but it's also a comedy and I love Steve Martin and I love Martin Short uh-huh. and uh-huh. they're just, their characters are great. And there's, there's just uh, like any good mystery, you know, there's just like a, every several minutes you get a piece of information you didn't before, but also not just about the, the, the mystery that's happened in the building, but also with the character. So it's just, I don't know. It's really fun to watch and it's not <clears> for the children because okay. the language is not great. But the show is delightful. So that's my second thing. So here's my third thing this week. Okay. You know, I am always on the lookout for a really good neutral nail polish. But at this time of year, I want something that that skews a little more fall. And Mm -hmm. so I have one that I actually got on my nails last week when I went to to get them done. And it is an OPI color. It's called a Graffiti Sweetie Nail. Oh. Here's what's interesting. It's a little bit of a, a kind of a lilac color. And I am not Aww. generally somebody who, who wants much to do with purple. Yes. But it's got so much gray in it. And there's something about it on the nails. It's just the most beautiful neutral color. I love it a lot. Like I love it more than I have loved probably any 2021 color I have experienced. So okay. This looks like you, like I would have picked this out for you. Thank like you. I can envision it on your hands because it, it's in your color wheel. Yes, I feel like that's what I was uh-huh. going to say, because I have kind of pinkish undertones. And also, if the, the lighting's just right, a good bit of blue from my veins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I love it. Like, I think I'll probably get it a couple of more times before we get into sort of the heart of fall colors okay. so love that. I do the gel on my hands I do I haven't ever do you do the the SNS the powder or do you do gel um I've done the powder but I don't I don't like the way it feels right yeah I'm still a gel person but I yeah. like the infinite shine on my toes because it just lasts a, a little longer than a regular polish so mm-hmm. I'm not one to get gel on my toes because I'm not sticking my feet in that thing to dry it like I'm not. Oh, you're not. Mm-mm. Oh, see, I do gel on my you toes. Do does it? I do. Do you have a hard time getting your foot in that apparatus? 
No, it's so easy because they just kind of put it over the top. It's like okay. it's so easy. And to me, I just like it, especially during the summer because I feel like you're so hard on a pedicure yeah. when you're in sandals and stuff. It just lasts so much longer. Okay, well, you've encouraged me because I felt like that I would not do well at putting my toes in that dryer. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'll branch out next time. So yeah. anyway, OPI Graffiti Sweetie, I love it. All right. Sounds good. I, I'm, I'm in. I may try it. All right. The next thing is something that I have already ordered for a couple of Christmas gifts. Uh, and I've seen this. I think Lucky Peacock had this too. And then I saw, I've seen it in a few other places and in people's pictures. But there is the cutest sweatshirt at Target. It's a three-quarter sleeve quilted sweatshirt. And it comes in all kinds of different colors. And <clears throat> I actually looked at it for me, but it's not, it's not, I don't think, for an apple shaped person or it's not for, just not for somebody shaped like me. It's not quite long enough, but it's super cute. And uh, I think it's such a good Christmas gift. If you're thinking about those. Oh, that's real cute. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Uh-huh. And I've seen it a couple of times where people have front tucked it a little bit, uh-huh. but it's just, it's got some visual interest because the colors are good and because of the quilting. So yeah. just a fun little, a little bit dressier of a sweatshirt that would be so cute with some of the, you know, I think especially some of the wide-legged jeans that we're seeing right now. Yes. Some boot cut jeans or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like it. And then the last thing is a book that I'm still in the middle of. I'm not finished with it yet. But I haven't had a book kind of grab hold of me like this one in a while. Mm-hmm. And the book is called American Dirt. And it, I, I know it got a ton of awards last year and a ton of recognition last year. So probably... A lot of people have read it already, but it's by Janine Cummins, and it's a story of a woman and her son, and and I won't give anything away, but they have to leave their home. Okay. And it's the story of of their journey as they try to 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 leave their home and get to the United States. And I don't I don't even know how to explain the writing style of this book. It's really detailed. But mm-hmm. every detail feels so necessary because you have so much compassion for this mom and for her son. Mm-hmm. And I, just the characters are so vivid. And I, I just like I have a whole picture in my head of what the 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 locations look like. It's just beautifully written and so compelling. Okay. And I've really loved reading it. And, and it's one of those books. I'm I'm. Like, I'm enjoying it, and I want to keep moving, but I'll be sad when it's over. So Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, those are great five favorites today. Thank you so much. Just um, a little something for everyone. And I've already ordered my homes for the holiday. Oh, I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week, and I guess we'll have have stories or tales of our time together in Texas. I know. I'm excited. I am too. I am too. We'll tell you all about what we decided to wear in our picture. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how and what kind of poses back to back with our arms crossed, just like we're filming an 80s sitcom. All right, everybody. Well, we hope you'll have a good rest of the week and we will talk to you later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.